EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. Hello and thank you for joining me. Today is an extra special podcast as we have reached our 100th pod. We have no idea how we've got here, but we've loved all your support along the way. So with it being a celebratory podcast, I thought it was only right that we started from the very beginning of the EV industry. So where exactly did it all begin? How is it that I'm now able every week to talk about such a thriving industry? Well, let's cast our minds back. So 1828 to 1835, horse and buggies are of course the primary mode of transportation at this time, but innovators in Hungary, the Netherlands and the US think to the future and they're creating some of the first small scale electric cars. So that's where it all began. Then let's move to 1832. Robert Anderson developed the first crude electric vehicle, but it isn't until the 1870s or later that electric cars become practical. There is actually a photograph online um, in 1884 of a vehicle that was built by the English inventor. 1889 to 1891, William Morris from Desmonies Lower creates the first successful electric vehicle over in the States. So we're away, electric vehicles are now a thing. Moving on to 1899, compared to the gas and steam powered automobiles at the time, electric cars are quiet, easy to drive, and of course they didn't admit smelly pollution. They quickly became very popular with urban residents, especially women actually. Now the 1900s to 1912, By the turn of the century, electric vehicles are all the rage in America, accounting for around a third of all vehicles on the road. Now, there's a lot of photographs of New York City around this time, uh, just showing loads of electric vehicles on the road. And you thought it was a new concept. 1901. Now, many inventors have taken note of electric cars and their high demand, and they're exploring ways to improve the technology. For example, Thomas Edison thought electric vehicles were the superior mode of transportation and worked to build a better battery. So now we've got Thomas Edison on the case. Also in 1901, the world's first hybrid electric car is invented. Again, you thought it was a new concept. Now, Ferdinand Porsche, who was the founder of the sports car by the same name, creates the Lona Porsche Mixed T, which is the world's first hybrid electric car. And the vehicle was powered by electricity stored in a battery and a gas engine. So there you go, hybrid was born. In the same era, the mass-produced Model T makes gas-powered cars widely available and affordable. Now, in 1912, the electric starter is introduced, helping to increase gas-powered vehicle sales even more. And there's actually a picture of Henry Ford with the first Model T. Now moving to 1920 to 1935, so what's happening now in the electric world? Of course, we've got better roads and we have the discovery of cheap Texas crude oil, which helped contribute to the decline in electric vehicles. And by 1935, they have all but disappeared. Sad, sad times. Again, there are so many photos of all of this online. There's the petrol stations that everyone started to fill up at that started popping up all over the US, making petrol readily available for all the Americans. 
and leading to the rise in the popularity of iced vehicles. Now, 1968 to 1973, over the next 30 years or so, cheap ICE vehicles continue improvement, creating little need for alternative fuel vehicles. But in the 1960s and the 1970s, gas prices decided to soar through the roof, little similar to like now, creating interest back again in the electric vehicle. 1971, around the same time, the first manned vehicle drove on the moon, NASA's lunar rover that ran on electricity. Again, this helped massively to raise the profile of electric vehicles. Now, 1973, many big and small automakers began exploring options for alternative fuel vehicles. For example, General Motors developed a prototype for an urban electric car, which the company very proudly displayed. And they were talking about the fact that they are working on low pollution power systems and it was all in development. Now, 1974 to 1977, one successful electric car at this time is the Sabring Vanguard city car. Now, the company produced more than 2,000 of these city cars. It's kind of like a wedge-shaped compact car that had a range to 50 to 60 miles. Now, its popularity actually made the Sabring Vegas the sixth largest US automaker by 1975. So again, the demand for electric was there. In 1979, compared to gas-powered cars, electric vehicles at this time have drawbacks, including limited performance and range. So range anxiety, unfortunately, has been a thing all along the way, hasn't it? Causing interest in electric cars to, yet again, fade. Now in 1990 to 1992, new federal and state regulations created a renewed interest in electric vehicles and the result, automakers begin modifying popular vehicles into electric, enabling them to achieve speeds and performance much closer to iced vehicles. In 1996, GM released the EV1, which is an electric vehicle that was designed and developed from the ground up. The EV1 quickly gained a cult following. So we're back again, honestly. And like I say, you thought that they just sprung out of nowhere. Now in 1997, Toyota got involved and they introduced the first mass-produced hybrid, the Purus, in 2000. Now, Toyota released the Purus worldwide and it became an instant success, but mainly with celebrities. And of course, this helped to then increase again the electric car's profile. In 1999, behind the scenes, scientists and engineers are now working to improve electric vehicles and their batteries and there is a lot going on with regards to renewable energy and the national renewable energy lab testing center was working very very hard on making electric vehicles a thing now let's jump to 2006 and of course this is the birth of tesla motors they announced that they will produce a luxury electric sports car with a range of 200 plus miles and other automakers start taking notes, accelerating work on their own electric vehicles. 2009 to 2013, to help consumers charge their vehicles on the go, the energy department invests in a nationwide charging infrastructure, installing 18,000 residential, commercial and public chargers, including chargers installed by automakers and other private companies. Now in 2009 to around 2013, to help consumers charge their vehicles on the go, 
The Energy Department invests in a nationwide charging infrastructure, installing 18,000 residential, commercial and public chargers. Now jumping to 2010, GM released the Chevy Volt, making it the first commercially available plug-in hybrid. The Volt used battery technology developed by the Energy Department. Also in 2010, the Nissan Leaf was released, the all-electric zero tailpipe-emissioned car. And in January 2013, Nissan began assembling the Leaf in Tennessee for the North American market, thanks to a loan again from the Energy Department. We've got a lot to thanks for the energy department. In 2013, the battery is the most expensive part in an electric vehicle. But again, thanks to investment by, you guessed it, the energy department, battery costs dropped by 50% in just four years, helping again to make electric vehicles more affordable for the consumer. In 2014, consumers now have a multitude of choices when buying an electric vehicle, including hybrids, plug-in hybrids and all electric. Now today, there are currently hybrids and all electrics everywhere, but this is where it all started. 2015, electric vehicles hold a lot of potential for helping America create a more sustainable future. Now, over in the US, they transitioned all the light duty vehicles to hybrid or plug-in electric vehicles. Now, they realized that they could reduce their dependence on foreign oil by 30 to 60% while lowering the carbon pollution from the transportation sector by as much as 20%. So it's all starting to make sense and it's a no-brainer. So from 2015, to now 2022 and here we are in a thriving EV industry. Now fossil fuel powered vehicles can still be made up until the end of 2029 and of course second-hand petrol and diesel cars will be permitted to go on sale after January 2030 but as we know the transport secretary continues to target 2035 as the date by which all new cars and van sales will be emission free vehicles. And there we go. It's been a long journey for the electric car, but finally, with commitment and backing, we're getting there. So I just thought, with it being the 100th episode, it was only right we paid homage to the start of the electric vehicle. Because without it, well, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who listens and subscribes and hopefully enjoys the pod. All credits to energy.gov with their time history of the electric car. And I thank you again for listening and subscribing. From everybody here at EV Comply, as always, you have a fantastic weekend. 